Hello, this is George, George Prince, the writer and narrator of the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. So, we're up to chapter three, volume one, chapter three. We've had the realm, we've had the bard, and this time we have the nothing. So, without further ado, please do settle down, make yourselves comfortable, and enjoy the tales of Hobgob and Mulch, volume one, chapter three. The Nothing. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the goblin and Mulch the tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. The night was dark and chilly, but the sky was clear and the stars glittered as the moon shone bright. The full moon is my favourite! I love it! I love it! I love it! howled Woolly the werewolf. He leapt into the branches of a tree and reached up to the moon, howling with joy. Hobgob and Mulch smiled to see their friend so happy. Willie was an unusual werewolf, as he was always a wolf. In fact, some had asked if he was just a wolf, but this had caused offence, and it had been agreed that they would never ask again. Also, Willie was always gentle and sensitive, rarely showing the terrifying aggression that most expected from werewolves. So life was not always easy for Willie, but during full moon he leapt, he danced, and he howled with unbridled joy. Henry the Halfling came to join them, puffing on his pipe. Always wonderful to see Willie when the moon is full, puffed Henry. We want to be here with him, said Hobgob. It was so hard for him last time round. Poor Willie had encountered difficulty on the last full moon. He had been howling from the treetops, leaping from branch to branch across the forest, and had strayed too close to one of the towns, where two of the Duke's bailiffs had passed on the path below. Fired up on Dragon's Firewater, they had challenged Willie, and when they realised that he would do them no harm, they had taunted him, and then pursued him with their swords, threatening him with all sorts of terrible curses. Those thugs have got a lot to answer for. They were stuck up in them trees all night. If Greta hadn't have passed when she did, I dread to think what would have happened. Henry shook his head and puffed hard on his pipe in disgust. The friends had gathered around Willie in the dark times that followed his harrowing run-in with the bailiffs, and after much nurturing, he seemed to be back to his old self. They had decided to stay with him for his first full moon since that unhappy night, and they were delighted to see him so much happier. Even so, Henry still looked distracted, and shuffled from foot to foot. Mulch passed him a cup of mountain tea to warm him. Thank you, Mulch, although it is not the cold that causes me worry. No. It is the talk among the folk. The folk? What are they saying? They have seen a stranger, but not just any stranger, a necromancer, one who can raise the dead. Hobgob and Mulch spluttered into their mountain tea, exclaiming their disbelief. A necromancer? There's no such thing, gasped Mulch. Farside stories are one thing, but nobody can seriously think it's possible to raise the dead, continued Hobgob. I'm not saying it's true, but the folk are pretty certain. He's been seen near the village, and they say he commands an army of the undead, Henry responded, blowing to call his mountain tea. What's all this? Willie landed next to them, his smile beaming more brightly than the moon. Oh, tales and such like silliness, really, reassured Henry, not wishing to ruin Willie's evening. They began to stroll back to the village, as Willie chatted excitedly. 
The moon is just so big, so beautiful. I just want to reach out and touch it. He howled again. But as they approached the village, they heard the shouts of a crowd, and they saw the bright lights of flaming torches. Outside the dragon's arms, a mob had formed. Folk had gathered, and they shouted out, fear in their voices. The friends stuck to the forest's edge out of sight, and looked with concern at Willie. The light of the torches was reflected in the werewolf's eyes, and he shrank back. He could raise the dead! He says that he already has an army. He called it his nothing! The mob cried out again, louder this time, waving their torches. We must face him and drive him away! Beef the barman stood at the inn's door and waved his arms. We know nothing of this stranger. He may be completely harmless, but he was drowned out by the cries of the angry crowd. The atmosphere changed suddenly. From anger, panic began to spread. He's here! He leads us nothing! Gripped by their panic, the folk broke and ran in all directions. Those at the front of the mob charged into the dragon's arms, carrying beef helplessly with them, before shuttering the door behind them. Others threw their torches to the ground and ran to nearby cottages for shelter. Some simply cast themselves into the darkness of the woods and hid. And there stood a man. He wore a helmet with pointed horns that grew from either side and met in the middle. A purple cloak hung low from his shoulders and a skull was emblazoned upon his chest. He strode forward, ignoring the flaming torches that were littered around him. Then he raised his arms. Forward, my nothing! Let us take this village and return it to the dead! Cottage doors burst open and folk dashed into the woods, tripping over each other to get away. The back window of the dragon's arms smashed, bursting outwards as folk clambered out, leaving poor Beef alone. The village is ours, my nothing, ours! Advance and claim what is rightfully the land of the dead! The necromancer swept his arms forward, pointing to the cottages, the inn and every corner of the village. Nothing or no nothing. I'm not putting up with this. Henry marched forward, away from the shelter of the woods, and stood opposite the necromancer, puffing angrily on his pipe. Hobgob and March looked at each other. Then they looked for Willie, but they could not see him. We have to help Henry, whispered Hobgob. I know, nodded March, and they dashed out, joining their friend as he stood alone, facing the necromancer. What are you doing in our village? demanded Henry. How dare you challenge me, roared the necromancer. A halfling, a goblin and a tree. You are no match for my nothing. My minions will crush you. He waved his arms again, pointing now at the three friends. Nothing! Advance and destroy them, he ordered. There was a pause and then, seemingly from nowhere, Willie pounced forward and landed within striking distance of the necromancer. He howled, but this time it was not with joy, but with rage. He seemed to grow bigger, and rose onto his hind legs. The necromancer stared at Willie in horror. His helmet toppled off and his shoulders sagged. He blinked hard and shook his head, his eyes filling with terror. Suddenly, he didn't appear so tall or impressive. He was just very scared, and a little bit normal. He began to quiver, and then he dropped to his knees, begging. Oh, please... Please don't hurt me. I'm harmless, really. My nothing is just that. Nothing. It's all an illusion. I use them to scare villagers away, and then I pretend that it was my necromancer powers, but I I cannot summon the dead. I possess no magic. It's nothing. My nothing and nothing. Before he could finish, Willie leapt forward. With one sweep of his claws, 
he tore off the necromancer's cloak and the skull that had inspired such terror. Go, growled Willie. The necromancer rose from his knees and fled, his ragged clothes trailing behind him. Henry, Hobgob and March ran to join Willie as the folk began to emerge from their woodland hiding places. Willie, you were terrifying, congratulated March as they gathered around. You had me scared, puffed Henry happily. He didn't stand a chance, added Hobgob. How dare he threaten my friends and my village, and on a full moon. I wasn't going to let him ruin it. The folk lifted Willie up to their shoulders in celebration, and he howled with joy to the night sky. Everyone joined in, creating a cacophony that echoed far and wide. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.